Hey, welcome to Keep Moving Forward Podcast with Tom O'Leary. So grateful that you're tuning in. Hope you're encouraged, that your faith is growing, you're being inspired to keep moving forward with God's plan for your life. Uh, wow, we're just going to keep going for it. And uh, wow, thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you for continuing to pass on the messages to friends and family members to share those messages or just send them to the website, tomoleary.org. And once again, thank you for those that are financially supporting. I am so grateful and so blessed by that. Uh, You can do that by going to the website and uh, hit the donate button. Um, And so super, super grateful. Thank you. Well, I am pumped for today's message because we are going to get after it. We are going to replace negative thoughts with God thoughts. That is today's message, replacing negative thoughts with God thoughts. And I came across this great quote. It's author unknown. That always cracks me up when it says author unknown. You might as well put your name on it or or just say, you know, I've always thought. But no, this, in all honesty, this is author unknown. And here's the quote. Satan's target is your mind, M-I-N-D, is your mind, and his weapon is lies. So, fill your mind with God's word. Doesn't it make sense? The enemy of your soul, very real. Jesus had a good old Western showdown with him in the desert, you know. He talks about it. So, Satan's very real. And scripture says that he wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you. But here is his target. I thought that was interesting. Satan's target is your mind. Um, Think of a target. Think of a bullseye. Think of, you know, that that's what he's going after. It makes me think of the old far side uh, little comedy sketches. and, And there's a... Uh, two elk out in the forest and one of the elks has this target right on the side of him and the other elk says to the guy the elk that has the target wow bummer birthmark ed (laughs) And, and i tell you what when you sign up to follow jesus you have a target on you you have a target and then not only is the target your mind but The enemy's weapon is lies, that you would buy in to his lies, that you would believe in his lies, that you would follow his lies. So what's the counter? The end of that quote, fill your mind with God's word. Author unknown or something Tom O'Leary always thought. Okay, so let me give you five lies or what we could call negative thoughts things that are filling your mind that the enemy wants to fill your mind with, not God. So they all start with F, okay, so you can remember them. But here we go, the lie of fear. Okay, we can get afraid. We can try to run. We can, a friend of mine was sharing his testimony the other day at our men's group, and he was saying that during his 30s, uh, he was 
trying to run from God and think that God didn't see him. And to his confession, he goes, and he saw me the whole time. But, you know, we, we try to, uh, you know, run from whatever, you know, we, we can be, uh, have the fear of death, like, oh, or the fear of, you know, things are always going to go bad or the fear that it's just not going to work out, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure COVID created a ton of fear, but what does God say? God says, do not be afraid. And why do we not have to be afraid? Because God says, for I am with you. I think of Psalm 23, so classic. You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He gives the punchline, the psalmist, for you are with me. And, you know, that's what it's about is that you know that God is with you so you don't have to be afraid. And it really is a command by God to not be fearful because God says, do not be afraid be strong and be courageous. Isn't it interesting when you look through scripture and every time an angel shows up, the person starts freaking out. And what are the first words off the angel's lips? Do not be afraid. That's always the opener. That's always the, the opening line for the angel because, you know, people are freaking out. Ah, crazy giant shining bean, you know, whatever. And so, the whole point is that there is a lie about fear, trying to get you stuck in fear, like paralyzed in fear so that you can't move forward. And so that's a lie. I'm going to unveil five of these lies. They all start with F and then I'm going to give you an action plan. So here we go. Uh, Second uh, lie is the lie of being frail, frailty. Well, that's interesting because we are frail. We as human beings are frail and God knows it. God knows it. But here's the insight from scripture that Apostle Paul totally nails. And he says, when I'm weak, I am strong. What does that statement mean? What it means is dependence. I am so dependent upon God. See, that's a good thing. That's not a lie. That's not a bad thing. That's where you want to be. The lie is feeling like, oh, I can't do it. I'm frail. I'm so weak. You know, well, you got to turn the tide there. You got to flip the script in your mind is that, oh, wait a second. When I'm weak, I am strong because that means God can be strong in me and through me. That's where you want to go. So we got to leave that one right at the cross. You know, okay, when I'm weak, I am strong. So today, if you're feeling frail, totally normal, that don't buy into the lie that you're defeated. No, buy into the truth that in fact, now you can be strong and you're dependent upon God's strength. That's the whole point. Okay, the third lie is really what is false? What is false? Jesus said that Satan is the father of lies. Interesting. Here we are. We're talking about that Satan's target is your mind and his weapon 
is lies. So fill your mind with God's word. Okay. And we're replacing negative thoughts or lies, negative thoughts with God thoughts. So when Jesus, you know, has the good old Western showdown in the desert with Satan, it's really fascinating. The whole context is that Satan's trying to get him to sin. And, you know, be it pride, be it lust, be it greed, you know, and and Satan is actually quoting scripture out of context because that's what the enemy does. And Jesus fires back with scripture, quoting it correctly, using it powerfully and correctly. And so we just got to know that the lies are false. And if it's false, you don't want to follow that. Follow the truth. And just remember, yeah, Jesus said it first, the devil, he's the father of lies. I remember when I was going through a really hard time, uh, a friend of mine, I didn't even actually really know him. He knew me and and he goes, man, the the devil's a booger. (laughs) I went, yeah, he is. And so we just got to keep moving forward in the truth. Okay, fourth lie is the lie of money or what I'll call fortune. So we got fear, we got being frail, false, what's false, and then fortune. And Jesus talks about this too. Like, you know, wherever your heart is, you know, that's where your treasure lies. Uh, you know, don't put your trust in to things and money. And, and as Jesus said, where that moths uh, destroy, you know, they'll eat it away where rust destroys, where it just breaks down. We all know that everything breaks down. And, and, you know, the reality is you can't take it with you. You know, I, I've got uh, this relationship with a particular individual that has given away a ton of money. And when I say a ton, I mean like a ton, a ton, a ton, like more than you and I could even imagine. Ton of money. And his whole goal is by the time he dies, he gives it all away. Isn't that interesting? Like, like he's timing it. He's timing it. And he's giving away, giving away, giving away. But that's the whole thing that he's setting it up that by the time he dies, he's giving it all away. And we're talking, this guy's a like a billionaire, like, like not an M, but a B <laughs> billionaire. And, and what, a, what a great, great example of just like, I'm not putting my trust in money, in fortune. It's a lie. In fact, I am going to be the most generous person I can possibly be. That's what it's all about. Okay, and then the last one, I I wrote down the word fake. So we got fear, we got frail, we got false, we got fortune, we got fake. And that's the other thing the enemy does. It's counterfeit. Tries to put something before you like, ooh, doesn't this look good? Fake, counterfeit, not real. And think of it. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Isn't that trippy and creepy? That Satan tries to show up in your life and make it look good, make it look like he is an angel of light, that this is a really wonderful thing. You know, angels, we think, you know, are from God and light, you know, Jesus is the light of the world, you know, angel of light. 
and it's counterfeit. That's the problem. And think of it, you know, think of counterfeit money. Uh, you know, once it's discovered, guess what? It's worth nothing. When, when, when they put the $20 bill up to the light and they look at it, does it have the right lines or whatever they're looking for? I'm not sure. And, you know, but if it's, if it is counterfeit, it is worth nothing, nothing, nothing. And you thought it was valuable, but it's not. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to put things before you that are counterfeit and they're literally worth nothing. In fact, they're more than that. They're hurting you. So, okay. Those are some, that's just a short list. Boy, there's so many more, but negative thoughts that can jump in our mind, can control our mind, can and, and really control our thoughts, and then thoughts lead to actions. So fear, frail, false, fortune, and fake. Okay, let me now counter aha, the counterfeit with five things to replace negative thoughts with God thoughts. We want God thoughts. We want thoughts that are from heaven, thoughts from God's word, thoughts of Jesus and his life and the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. So let's fill our minds with that. Well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to replace thoughts with God thoughts? Okay. Number one, what we're going to do is we're going to examine our thoughts like a surgeon, like a surgeon. You know, you see what I'm saying? Examine your thoughts like a surgeon because Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Man, that's powerful. Hebrews 4 verse 12. We got to examine our thoughts. We got to separate it. What's, you know, of the soul, emotional, and what's of the spirit, God's Holy Spirit. You know, it and it divides, it separates, it discerns the intent of your heart. And that is so powerful. So we got to know what, what are God thoughts and what are fake, what are counterfeit, what are lies, what are negative thoughts. And we got to really discern and like a surgeon cut with a precision. This is bad and gets out and this is good and what gets in. And we examine our thoughts. I'm always quoting every morning when I do my, my laps in the swimming pool. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Wow. What a verse. You know, like you're taking prisoner, if you will, every thought, like you're, you're putting it under, you know, an interrogation and you're sizing it up and then you're making it obedient to Jesus Christ. Wow. That is powerful. So number one, examine your thoughts like a surgeon. Number two, worship God when you don't feel like it. <laughs> Can I get an amen? You know, we all, we've all been there where we don't want to worship. What's the last thing I want to do? I'm bummed. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I don't want to keep moving forward. Tom O'Leary, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, worship God when you don't feel like it. You know, Isaiah 61, verse 3 from the Old Testament, 
the prophet, says to console those who mourn in Zion and to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. Back it up. Isaiah 61 verse 3 is saying we got another great exchange. We we think ashes, something that's like burned up in your life. Guess what? You get beauty. Uh, mourning, total sadness, total depression. Guess what? You get the oil of joy. I mean, that's like he- from heaven. Oil of joy. Yeah, you know, heaviness. You know, you're you're just stressed out. Guess what? You get to exchange it for for the garment of praise. Okay, there's our key. There's our key. Garment of praise. And so that's where we got to just worship God when we don't feel like it. And, you know, you can go through life with a clenched fist, you know, frustrated, mad, holding on to whatever, versus open-handed. And that's where God wants you to be. And then you lift those hands to God in worship. And right there, even when you don't feel like it, woo, that's where God gets stoked. <laughs> Can I say that? God gets stoked. Yeah, when you worship him when you even when you don't even feel like it. Okay, number 3. List things you're grateful for. This is such a good practice and your list might be 5, 10, 20, 100, 500, 777, I don't know. But it's things you're grateful for. The psalmist says in Psalm 9, verse 1, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. It's like, I'm going to talk about God. I'm going to praise him. With everything within me, my whole heart, I'm going to tell of what God's done. That's what you become grateful for. A friend of mine, I'm in a different men's study with. I got a lot of men's study right now. But this one, the the guy said, you know, one way that I go to sleep, how I go to sleep at night is I begin to thank God and tell him what I'm grateful for from that day. So he starts like, you know, right when he got up first thing in the morning and he just goes through his day. And by the time he makes that mental list and prayer of what he's grateful for, he said, I'm, I, I fall asleep. And so the last thing I'm thinking of when I fall asleep is what I'm grateful for. And that just spills into the next day. So that is a really powerful thing. List things you're grateful for. That's going to help you replace negative thoughts with God thoughts. Okay, number four. Meditate on scriptures that, in fact, replace negative thoughts. Meditate on scriptures that replace negative thoughts. See, we can always crack open the Bible, put your finger down, find that verse, and go, okay, I got to be thinking about that. So one of the best ones has got to be Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, 
Meditate on these things. Now, that's the great exchange. That's where you're going, okay, uh, you know, I'm exchanging what's false for what's true. I'm, you know, what's impure for what's pure. For what's unlovely, I'm exchanging it in for lovely. I'm going to think about those things. And the scripture goes on, when you fill your mind with these kind of things, what's excellent, what's praiseworthy, when you're, you're thinking about those things, that the peace of God is going to rest on you. It's going to rest on your life. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, make that great exchange. Meditate on scriptures that replace negative thoughts. And last one, number five, we got to choose to be joyful. I, I've really discovered that. Like it is a choice. Like every day you wake up and you roll out of bed and you put your pants on, whether sweatpants or jeans or slacks or whatever, and you put them on one leg at a time. You got to choose. I'm choosing. I'm rolling out of bed and I'm putting my pants on. You know, it's the same thing. You got to choose to be joyful. And whether, you know, if you're dwelling on negative thoughts, did you know that's actually a choice? Think about that for a second. That That's a powerful statement. If you are dwelling on negative thoughts, you need to understand that actually that's your choice because you don't have to dwell on negative thoughts. You don't. So every morning we make a choice, whether we realize it or not, what we're going to choose to think about. And so I'm encouraging you, don't think about negative thoughts. Don't dwell on negative thoughts. No, turn it around. Choose joy. Choose joyful thoughts. And when negative thoughts want to creep in, just fight against it. I, I'm telling you, depression, anxiety, I, I'm not making fun of it or light of it. What I'm saying is they don't come from God. God doesn't want you to be depressed. God doesn't want you to be anxious. In fact, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in Every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What a great verse, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I got that one memorized. And so, you know what? Here's another one just to choose joy. Back it up from Philippians 4, 6, 7. Philippians 4, 4, chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. That's where God wants us to be, to rejoice, to rejoice, to choose joy, to choose joy, to say it again, choose joy, rejoice. I'll say it again, rejoice, choose joy. That's what God says. We have these funny home videos and when my oldest daughter, who's now 33, was three, so like 30 years ago, there was a video and uh, her grandparents were watching her. And on the video, the grandma says, are you happy? And my little girl, Brookie, says, I'm happy. <laughs> I love that line because I, I, I think that little three-year-old was choosing joy choose and joy. I'm happy. So that's what we got to do. Let me recap. Let me recap. Okay. I gave you five areas to look out for that are lies, that are negative thoughts. 
They all start with F. Don't go down the road of fear. Don't go down the road of frailty. It's never going to work. No, when you're weak, you're strong because you're depending on God. Uh, What's false? Remember, the enemy of your soul is the father of lies. That's what Jesus said. Uh, The lie of fortune. Fear, frail, false, fortune. It's going to destroy. Can't take it with you. And then what's fake? Remember, if it's counterfeit, it's worth nothing. In fact, it's going to hurt you. Okay. And then what are the things we can do to replace negative thoughts with God thoughts? I gave you five. Number one, examine your thoughts like a surgeon. I mean, seriously, all kidding aside, you, you got to go in and take every thought and decide, is that a God thought or not? And if it's not, it's out. That's what has to happen. Number two, worship God when you don't feel like it. We're not going to always feel like it. You probably don't feel like it right now. But guess what? When you step into it, things start to lift. Things start to break. And instead of the ashes, you get beauty. Instead of depression, you get joy. Instead of stress and heaviness, you get the praise of God. That's what we get to do. Number three, number three, list things you're grateful for. Go out and make that list. Number four, meditate on scriptures that replace negative thoughts. Just go to Philippians 4, 8 and read that over and over and over again. Meditate on it. Number five, choose to be joyful. Remember, it's a choice. And if you have negative thoughts, you're making that choice. So choose God thoughts, joyful thoughts. And man, I think God's going to do something powerful in your life. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for every person listening. I pray you encourage them to keep moving forward and keep moving forward in their thought life that they would right now, each day, every day, throughout the day, replace negative thoughts with your thoughts, what you think. And God, how powerful that is, the transforming of our minds. Your word says it, that that's what you're all about. And so, God, that's what we want to be about. So empower each person, encourage each person. And I know, God, for those that are stuck in depression, for those that are stuck in just being stressed out, God, give them the, that just that nudge, that Holy Spirit nudge to worship you even when they don't feel like it and allowing that heaviness to lift. So God, thank you. Pour out your mercy. Pour out your grace. It's new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Bless, 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 I pray. Each person. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so pumped. You know, replace the negative thoughts with God thoughts. Wow, let's do it. Let's do it together. And I want you to remember that God loves you so much. I want to thank you for passing the messages on, sending this off to someone that you think like, man, they're going through a hard time. I want them to be encouraged by this message. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for those that are uh, financially supporting. It's just a tremendous blessing. I can't even tell you. So anyway, well, yes, I can tell you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so remember, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I am so for you. God bless